Andy reads Revenge. Sarani cries. Affleck at Dunkin' Donuts? Travolta dancing with scrubs? Next on Around the Couch. <laughs> Welcome back to the Around the Couch podcast, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR podcast. I just said podcast many times. Network. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. There it is again. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. We are here this evening, of course, solo and BTKAIIA and FOLO here to talk about the Super Bowl and a bunch of other shit that Heath comes up with. So I'm going to hand it off to him. What's up, Solo? Whoa, I fumbled the handoff. Oh, there goes Michael <laughs> Bolton running in for a touchdown. Uh, it's good to be back, fellas. Love the preview pod. Thanks for holding down the fort. And, you know, I did notice, I, mean, I think Axel might have mentioned it to me too, and I mentioned it to him, that, you know, when I'm not on the pod, you know, Andy and uh, Brett have a great conversation. So that was good to hear. Good to hear, fellas. <laughs> It was nice. It was, and plus, you guys did start like two hours early than we normally do, so you guys were probably awake. But it was good. Uh, <laughs> I missed you guys. I missed you guys. I had a busy week getting ready for this uh, screening of my film, so thank you for le- giving me the week off so I could. But I missed it. I missed it. Even though well, we missed you, Heath, and uh, uh, I also missed all the random Cowboys trivia from back in the day. So it's good to have you back. <laughs> Too. Well, in 1983, uh, when Gary Hogan took over as part of, oh no, that's and I was Danny White was benched and I was depressed. No, that was 84 or 80. Could have been. Was that 84? There it is. Uh, anyway, there we go. There it is. There, you know, we're Keith, back, baby. When you weren't on the pod, it reminded me of when I was in high school and Troy Aikman had a stomach ache and uh <laughs> oh i remember that one was it after the lobster or or the quiche which, I don't, which I don't, stomach I don't ache? remember i think it was kilbasi kilbasi okay kilbasi all right so folks the greatest team of all time lost to the greatest team of all time the chiefs beat the eagles 38 35 in a barn burner I don't know what else you call it, but what a what a tale of two halves. MVP Patrick Mahomes. Uh, even though I did I did think it was going to be Kelsey, I picked the Chiefs and Kelsey. I thought maybe you know they'd go, but they always go quarterback. It seems lately. A uh, couple yeah. couple things I want to throw out there just from my, the head of mine, and then we'll we can go around and just start talking about the Super Bowl, the game itself. Uh, we'll hit the commercials. We'll hit other things later, but. Uh, it's amazing how the Eagles and Ando, you remember this. Or maybe we'll just start talking about it now. <laughs> so you, you remember, like, even at the beginning of the year, first game against Detroit, Arizona, they're up big, and then they almost blow the lead in the second half against Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. And, and, and it, the same thing happened in the Super Bowl where Eagles look dominant. Looks like Mahomes' leg was broke again. And at halftime, it's like, well, let's watch Rihanna and uh, start, you know, booking the parade in, in South Philly. And uh, and then they just got dominated in the second half. Ando, do you remember that? The Eagles, yeah, the greatest I, team of all time all year? I do. In the I, second half? You know, I do. I, I still think they were the second best team in the league. I mean, 
they really, when you look at the stats, everything else, they should have won this game. I still can't quite wrap my head around how they didn't. I mean, the fumble, maybe, I don't know. They're a couple weird plays, but they played well for the most part. I mean, their defense kind of let them down zero sacks, which I made a point last week to say this was the most sacks of a combined team, combined teams ever in the Super Bowl, And there was one sack completely in the whole game. So I don't, it was just a, and that wasn't even a real sack. Yeah. So it was just, it's, it was a, it was a, it was a great, good game, but, but it was a strange game. I mean, the, the field was in such bad shape. I mean, it made, it, it was just as bad as the pinstripe bowl a couple of months ago. And I, I don't, I mean, I, like, I, don't I was know afraid like that bad. Man. You're right. But, was, but nobody, nobody watched that game besides the, some of us on this <laughs> podcast. So nobody's going to call us out on that. But um, I thought, I, I thought Jalen Hurts played awesome. I think he proved he is the real deal. He's a great quarterback. I mean, really statistically, he should have been. I mean, if you just go off straight statistics, besides that fumble, he should have been the MVP with, with, what's, with what his stats were. It was crazy. Like, no one in NFL history has ever done it. But I, I'm still still processing the game. It was crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I thought the Eagles lived up to what they should have been because, I mean, like I say, we thought, we thought they were only a matter of time before they collapsed. And they, I mean, granted, they did collapse in this game, but it wasn't like they they had their chance shots to win it. So I don't know. What else do you guys think? Oh, Angel came out firing. Axel, fire away. Good man. Well, what a game. I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, everything you all have said so far is true. Jalen Hurts, 27 for 38, 304 yards. One passing TD, three rushing TDs, 70 yards rushing on 15 carries. I mean, he had an amazing game. I was saying that I thought they were going to try to force him to throw it, which he did anyway. Um, But in the end, what is it? A punt return, a fumble return, and two amazing play calls inside the red zone where multiple Chiefs receivers and tight ends were wide open for a touchdown, right? On the last touchdown, I think that was to Sky Moore, Kelsey was wide open. And it was just, I think in the end, um, the Chiefs went out with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Brett, any any Georgia Bulldogs a difference in this game? <laughs> Uh, they they didn't show up too well, um, but I, I really this game came down to I mean, you could boil it down to the two huge plays the the defensive fumble return for a touchdown, and then the uh, punt return down to like the five yard line. I mean those were huge. Without the fumble in the first half, they would only had seven points going into halftime. So. Mm-hmm. I would and have I been. Think, didn't I mean, the Eagles have like twelve minutes of time of possession in the second half? Yeah, too? yeah. I think it yeah. was second only to the. Remember, didn't the Giants have like an eleven-minute drive in one Super Bowl? Yeah, it was something I'm like pretty that. Pretty sure yeah. they did. Even Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, know, you there, Brad. Back Go in ahead. high school, we actually had a twelve-minute drive. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, just, it was. I mean, it was classic football. It was like timely plays it was you know they got the fumble break they got the punt return they got defensive stops in the second half that they weren't getting in the first half and you know just one or two plays could have made the difference but Mm. it was awesome you saw a little bit of everything 
that the fumble return for a touchdown defense scores points. That's one of the, our favorite prop bets. It doesn't hit very often, but it hit right there in the mm-hmm. second quarter. Um, uh, yeah, just a little bit of everything. Missed field goal. Doink. Um, yeah, the doink. Right. I know Axel hit on the octopus prop bet yep. with uh, Jalen. So. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was just a really, really solid Super Bowl. I should have really, more. I what really made me mad. Oh, I was going to say, really that, made oh, me let me, mad oh, you go ahead, Andrew, go ahead. No, go, go, yeah. go. I'm, I'm new to this pod. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say the it was the first fumble, uh, fumble return touchdown since Super Bowl 50 when the Broncos did it against Panthers. So it's been seven years since there's been a fumble TD. So you're right, Brett, mm. they're extremely rare. I did oh, grab right, a few Andrew. stats I'll sprinkle in over the course here, <laughs> just for old time's yeah, sake. So, you have Heath, to, go ahead. You have to. Before I interrupted you, Heath, go ahead. Yeah, what the, what the hell was I going to say now? Um, well, I lost my the octopus. What I was going to say. Now, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so one of my I, – I, did, I, did, I didn't bet on any team because I had a feeling the Chiefs were going to win. I wanted the Chiefs to win. But I was like, the, the the road was paved so easy for the Eagles. I'm just like, uh, are they going to really win this game? And Bradley Cooper's there. You know, it's like doing commercials <laughs> with his mom, which actually I really liked. That that, yeah, that was, was very, uh, <laughs> it was, he was just very, he was with his mom and he really was having fun. I just like that. So, I, you know, I like, I, yeah, there are Eagles fans I do like. Um, but having said that, uh, my prop bets so my kickoff was awesome. That hit, but it almost looked like it wasn't going to. I'm like, oh no! And then it, you know, there was a touchback to start the game, but then that first touchdown. I mean, I, you know, I had I think Kelsey and AJ Brown. That didn't happen. And then I had this is the one that pissed me off and why I was texting you guys. Miles Sanders anytime touchdown, and he like <laughs> didn't even hardly played. It was like I, I got Lazard again. I don't think he even saw the field to the third or fourth quarter, did he? He had a couple of late carries, but I don't I don't remember him all at all in the first half. All I remember is him that first down play where he got hit and it was a run. Oh, I lost that prop bet. I thought the first play would be a pass. So it was not a good day uh, for me. Um, and then he was the one that it looked like a catch and fumble. And Bolton would have had two touchdowns. Oh, yep. And yes. he would have been MVP. Yep. And, and then they ruled out. And so maybe they were just like, you know what? You're having a bad game. You're not playing. Because I'm seeing Gainwell and Boston Scott. And I'm like. What in the Sam hell is going on out there? But the ghost of the show. But I, you know, most of the second half I was playing blackjack. So, um, you know, I, I missed some of that third quarter. Well, I know I was watching it, it was right in front of me, but you know, and a lot of bullet bourbon, fellas. I'm still in recovery Ooh, from that. Oh, that's good stuff. I like that. Oh, I was yeah, good. I, I'm not I normally, really I'm good. not normally a bourbon drinker. And oh, I did. I drank too much, and I'm still yeah. feeling it. That's you know, I never was a bourbon drinker, and the pandemic changed me, and now I am a bourbon drinker. <laughs> oh, so, damn. yeah. I what were you gonna say, Axel? Oh. I th- I think I had like maybe one or two beers the whole day. I didn't, you know, I definitely a lot of food, but um, I wanted to stay conscious for this one. You know, the thing is, I never <laughs> felt, even though the Eagles were playing so well. And even going into the halftime, you know, the, uh, I saw a stat that the this is the second 
largest. I wonder if you're going to bring this. Though. Yeah, comeback in NFL history in the Super Bowl, only to the the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, sorry, Brett. The Atlanta well, Falcons. I don't know what game you're Atlanta. talking about. Really, <laughs> ten points is the all, yep. ten points is only the yep. second highest. Yep, it was the only, only. It's actually the only time a team trailing by more than ten at halftime has come back to win. Yep, isn't that crazy? Well, that was only ten, right? Yeah, they were up, yeah. Down but ten or more, ten or more, fourteen. So. Yeah, so <laughs> it's yeah only only twice being behind by double digits at halftime as a wow. team come back. So yeah. it's it's kind of crazy when you think it of is. it like that. And you, when you were saying solo a tale of two halves, it really was, and their scores are almost the same, flipped. The uh, the Eagles did seven and then seventeen, and then that's what the Chiefs did in the third and fourth quarter. So I think it was just a, it really was an even game, and I think coming into the game, I know I was saying, okay, well, this is going to be the first time the Eagles are actually going to face a really good team with a really good quarterback. And I would have to say the Eagles did really well. And if they played this game again, I'm not sure who would win. Right? Things turned out different ways. See, that's what you do, actually. You do the dramatic pause, and I think you want me to answer, and then you continue. (laughs) That's That's what happens. Okay. Okay. So it's okay. Uh, American stuff. Um, No, you're right. And, you know, as as much as the Eagles have played, I mean, they've played well all year. They've they haven't played quarterbacks. They haven't played really good teams. Well, like I said before, time and time again, a lot of this, a lot of not good teams in this NFL. They knocked out Purdy, so it wasn't their fault. They knocked him out, so that's legit in my book. But they did play. I mean, they hung with the Chiefs, yeah. and this is the NFL we are in now. I mean, honestly, the two best teams were in the Super Bowl. You know, no sour grapes from a Cowboy yeah. fan. It really was, regardless of the you know. The Eagles, I think they were overhyped more, and they did were get an easier road, but they were still a damn good team. And Jalen Hurts got, has my respect. Not that he gives a shit, but that kid, he's improved so much from last year to this year. Totally. I, I mean, it's it is amazing, and I'm like, damn. And he and other than his stupid little dance he does that which i don't know if he's looking for marbles or jacks or something but like other than that he's chill <laughs> he's cool yeah. he's a good ball player his post game so, interviews were very impressive great i thought attitude he, oh my totally. god it would yeah. be somebody i would want to follow i, I get why exactly. the team rallied around him yeah. and it's too bad he's in philly cuz i don't think philly won't appreciate him enough well he'll have is. like one bad game and they'll run him out of town so yeah well, they booed the man of the year, Dak Prescott. Yeah, you know, that was well. that was pretty. I mean, I understand he's a cowboy and you want to boo, but man of the year and all that. So, I mean, let's get there's, bring no that up. there's no class. No class. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I thought that at the time, and then somebody said to me, "Well, if it was at if the Super Bowl was at Minnesota and Aaron Rodgers got Player of the Year, would he get booed?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he probably would." So, I mean, I kind of get it, but it seemed awfully classless at the time. I agree. Well, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't get Player of the Year, but well, that's well, true. Man, no of the, it's man of the Year, not <laughs> yeah, Player Man of the Year. year. Yeah, man of the Year is the Walter Payton award. It's a different award. It, <clears throat> yeah. You know, that's like charitable and all that stuff, charitable yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, for once, Philly fans can at least clap. I mean. I mean, and these are the corporate Philly fans that spent five grand a ticket or whatever. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's some crazy uh, with Hertz. Um, actually, you said he had three rushing touchdowns. That's only Jeez. the second quarterback in history in a playoff game. The last time was 1954 pre Super Bowl. Otto Graham. Damn. Otto. I mean, 
And it, it's only the second career, or I should say this, it's his, his second career game, total game, playoff or regular season. 300 yards, 50 rushing yards, three touchdowns. No one else in NFL history has one. Hmm. Wow. It's I mean, pretty, it's, yeah. he put, he's putting up some pretty crazy statistical numbers. You would have think Vic or some Cunningham, somebody that was a – or Steve Young, some ram, scrambling quarterback, but it's – and he's so young. That's the crazy thing. Hurts is – he's got a bright future. Definitely. Most sure definitely. Does. Very impressed. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, we said it before, but I, I think that the, these were the two best teams. They gave us a fantastic game. I don't know what they shot into Mahomes' leg, or now people are saying he wasn't really injured, that he was kind of acting (laughs) that, because in the post-interview, he was just like walking across the field. It's like, look, I mean, I I, I don't know. I I hadn't really thought about that. It looked to me like he got pretty hard. This is football. He got hit. But um, yeah. well, I think it's only because he's had like three or four times this year where he's got hit pretty hard yeah. or something. And then he looks like he's just in serious pain, and then he's back like two drives later. So he is good at doing that straight-legged walk, isn't he? Like <laughs> yeah. he's hurt. Well, and I think everybody's on pins and needles with him because everybody knows that watches football. If he goes down, they're screwed. I mean, True. Chad Henney was a decent backup, but he, they wouldn't have won the game with him. I was going to say, I'm looking yeah. at the stats yeah. here. Can anyone off the top of their head guess who had the most receptions on the Chiefs? Uh, Valdell Scantling. Juju Smith-Schuster. That's who I meant. That's No, I did because oh, I just looked Juju. at it before we went on the pod. Seven receptions. Kelsey had six. Seven. Six, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Juju. Juju. Yeah, actually, Scantling didn't have, like, he had, like, two or three, if that. Um he had zero. Yeah, uh, that's what I meant. Two or three or zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had zero. <laughs> so, so after I've got a question for you guys. After watching this, how many in the NFL this year? How many really truly great teams were there? I'm going to argue three. The Bengals is the only other one besides these two. I think that you know, 49ers are close, but having so touch. I mean, if they would have had a serviceable quarterback, it would have been fine or another, a backup one. But I mean, I think that really kills them. They're very close, but I think there really was only three great teams this year. What do you guys think about that? Brett? I would say after Jeff Saturday took over the Colts, John, they really <laughs> soared. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I still really like the Cowboys. I uh, think, what, what, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> I mean, well, I, I I think they're they're a couple of breaks away from being right there in the in the top you know top four top two teams. Yeah, but they they don't get their breaks. I think they're they're right on the next tier. I think I would I I would have to agree with Ando, and then well, see the Niners. It's tricky because you know yeah they didn't have a backup court because they were to, to, they were on their third and fourth quarterbacks. Yeah, and fifth if you count McCaffrey. Um, so yeah, I do. I do think the Cowboys and the Niners might be that next tier, but it's really think- cl- it is. Brett's kind of right though. They're both a few plays away from. I mean, the Niners did make oh, the NFC sure. championships and got blown out, but uh, but yeah, the Cowboys. I mean, if you look but- at the the Cowboys' first what fourteen games or whatever of the season, they they look like. 
they could have been one of the best teams in the NFC. I mean, they were they were they were beaten down, you know. The, I still there, think like the Cowboys five and one against playoff teams or something like that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Cowboys, and I think yeah, the Bills are right up there too. But I just, I think the the mm. very cream of the crop, I think, is that top three. And then I think, like like I said, the Bills, the Cowboys, the 49ers are kind of on that next tier down. But because for a long time we couldn't figure out. I remember going back, we were going back and forth on which teams were actually good and which teams weren't. And I think they kind of separated a little bit. For that's just it was just a question or a thought I had. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. have to agree yeah. with you there, Andy, because I think if you slotted the Bengals in against either one we saw them play the chiefs but either one of these teams um you could have gotten uh, as good a game um but i do feel like the bills and the 49ers and the cowboys are pretty close behind and next year yeah, i don't think it's a huge step down yeah i don't think so well hey it leads no, to funny. the question oh go ahead go ahead so oh no i was just gonna say real quick actually you know it's funny because when you look at it the Niners, of course, their quarterback gets hurt. That was the difference with them. And then really the Cowboys and the Bills, when you look at it, it's like, wow, they really don't have as many offensive weapons as we thought. Mm. Like when you, when you look at it, because, it, you know, and their quarterback turned the ball over. So if they can fix that up, you know, they can be there. Both those teams can be there again. But it's just, you know, anyway, that's just, just to put a button on on that. All right, I'm going to go into my secret question. Are you ready for it? Oh, secret. Coming I love off, secrets. Think, coming off of Andy's, Andy's question, right now, who is your pick for the Super Bowl next year? Starting with <laughs> Brett. Hit it, AI. Compute. Oh, man. On the spot. God. Um Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna need a minute. I'm gonna need a minute. Oh damn! My computing power is not that fast. Who's ready? Is right anyone now. ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Do it solo. Cowboys, Bengals, baby. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. I uh, I was gonna go Bengals too, but I'm. I think the Eagles are gonna make a return trip. I don't see them. I think they're. They've got a lot of pieces in place and a lot of young pieces, and I, I, I got a bad high draft picks again. I got a bad feeling we're in for a little Eagles mini run here. Even if they don't win the whole thing, I think they're going to be in contention. I do like I the do Bengals think, too. I think they're still up and coming. I do think with the Eagles, from you know, again, I didn't do the research. I swear I heard this. They have like thirteen of their defensive players are free agents, possibly. Yeah, and then Hertz is going to have to get a big mm-hmm. contract. So, but yeah, you're Hertz right. Know, they have extension. the high picks, so. That'll be interesting how they handle that. Well, also, they lost their offensive and defensive coordinators. Yeah, Joe Gannon and Shane Sticken or whatever. They're both becoming their head coach of the uh, the uh, Cardinals and Colts. Colts. Cardinals and Colts, yeah. Give me me Chargers 49ers. Ooh. Ooh. Rematch, Super Bowl 29. Hopefully a little closer. I like it. I like it. (laughs) I'm going to stick with my same pick I had this year. 49ers Chiefs. Hard to go against the Chiefs again. I mean, Mahomes is in that air now. If he's on the field, they got a chance to win. Hey, they're going to be in the AFC championship again, right? So 
I got a 50-50 shot. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you hear Mahomes are going to play baseball for two years? You know that? Oh my God. He is like Michael Jordan. Yeah. His dad used to pitch to the Twins, so he, yeah. <laughs> it's in his blood, I guess. He can go pitch. If Mahomes was 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 in the with the big club in Minnesota, Ando would be like the crappiest. He'd be like, I don't this even, is great. Yeah, I don't even know what I would do. My head would probably explode. <laughs> I know. We don't have a whole lot uh, else to cheer for here for the Twins, so it'd be something. Right. So, do do we want to talk about this penalty thing that everyone was griping about? Or, mm, yeah, sure, of course, it was part of the All game. Right, so. Yeah, so, I mean, for the most part, I mean, the penalties were, I mean, when they flashed something up, it was like two penalties to three. It was, they weren't calling a lot. And then it was a, what, third and eight when they were in, the Chiefs were in the red zone. Yep. And mm-hmm. they, they called that, uh, I guess, I guess holding. It was a defensive holding. So it was, yep, just it was, it was holding. the distance automatic. Yeah, because, yeah, it wasn't PI. And, the big thing was even the DB said I grabbed his jersey, which was odd for a player to say that. Um, but it was it was like from what I gathered from the podcast and listening that, yeah, it was a penalty, but they shouldn't have called it there. And I'm just like, I, I, you know, I'm trying to wrap my I mean, that penalty did not win the Super Bowl for the Chiefs. A lot of other like actually you've talked about we've all talked about it, but how. Unfortunately, one play doesn't. I mean, it could be in your mind and you could feel like, oh, if it wasn't for that, they would kick a field goal and then we'd go down. And, and, you know, there's all these what ifs. And you can't do that because you just don't know. That's like when Tony Romo dropped the ball against Seattle and he, you know, had Gramatica hit Babineau. He could have ran it in. Or if they got the field goal, the way the Dallas defense was playing, I didn't think they were going to stop Seattle. So it's like, okay, hit or miss there. But like, do you feel that? It shouldn't have been called since they were consistent throughout with not calling that because it, I mean, it, it did alter his route a little bit. He grabbed Jersey, but it just seemed like I don't, I don't know. What is your thoughts, guys? Brett, what did, what did you think? I thought it was a really like quick grab that you see a lot. I thought it was. I thought I thought the call kind of sucked. Honestly, yeah. I would I would have. I don't really have a problem with him throwing the flag there if the, you know, by the letter of the law, I was holding, but I, I would definitely not have a problem if he did not throw the flag there. If I looked, looked at the replay, because you see that all the time. Um, it also kind of took the, the air out of the, <laughs> the very end of the game. I feel like it was a little anticlimactic because we were headed to a, uh, you know, Philadelphia had over a minute left, right? When that happened? Yeah, I think it was, like, think it was like 40 something. Yeah, it was just yeah, under two so minutes, I think. They would have had yeah, plenty of time was. to uh, put together a drive to tie or win the game, you know, or not. But at least we would have got that little finality that I feel like we did not have when they got the automatic first down. So um, it kind of sucked, but I don't have a huge problem with it. Yeah, kind of, oh, Ando, I mean, Sorry. I meant Ando. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I was, I was just filling the dead air. <laughs> the, uh, um, I'm kind of a, I kind of have conflicting opinions about it because 
one of my biggest pet peeves in sports is the whole, you can't call that with a minute to go, or you can't call that on the last play of the game. I mean, and that's not just football. That's you can't call that in the ninth inning, or you can't call that at the end of the end of the basketball game, whatever. I mean, that's kind of just a thing where everybody always says that. And to me, I've always been of the mind, if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. But at the same time, in a game like this, where they were, they were letting a lot of stuff go. I mean, like Lane Johnson for the Eagles had two or three false starts they never called. Oh, my God. There was yeah. a whole bunch of that going on where they were letting them play. And that's the one thing I also like with refereeing is consistency. You call if you like it's like a strike zone for an umpire. If he calls it the same the whole game for both teams, I'm fine with him calling stuff that's not in the strike zone or vice versa, as long as he's consistent. My problem is the inconsistency, which I really disappointed. And like Brett said, selfishly, it's a disappointing. It's like instead of a big bang at the end of the game where there's a chance for a Hail Mary, it's like somebody just let the air out of the balloon slowly. So, I mean, for the drama purposes and just for the football purposes, I would have loved to have seen them kick the field goal and Philly get that minute and a half to try and see what they can do. And but like a showdown instead of it was like uh, one team threw in the towel kind of a thing. And it was just a kind of a deflating ending of the game. So they like say I'm, I'm two minds of it. I, I completely understand calling it, but it's the fact that it, they were letting so much other shit slide <laughs> the whole game. That really kind of bothered me, I guess. Excuse me, Whoa. Axel. <clears throat> that was your cue. Um, I agree with button. things that both Andy and Brett have already said. There's a thought you shouldn't be calling that. You shouldn't have a call decide the end of a game. But then there's also the thought of shouldn't they be calling a really important play a little bit tighter? Because it could be the end of the game. He did hold him, right? He did alter. It looked like he did alter the route to me. Whether that matters when, like, Mahomes is the quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know. But I, I'm also of two minds of it. I don't think that it affected the outcome. But it did lead to kind of a weird ending i mean let's also talk about the fact that they just kept on that they purposefully didn't score a touchdown which is probably weird to many people who this is like the football game they watch every year right that they're like why is that guy not scoring a touchdown and then someone has to explain because they're trying to run down the clock because they're scared of jalen hurts and aj brown right like they don't want them to score but then the fact that they ran it all the way down and then to fourth down, I would have kicked the field goal on third down. It's the fucking Super Bowl. He could have fumbled the snap. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with their kicking issues. Yeah, in it this year. all that. I was just shit. thinking of Brett Marhar, and I'm like, you really? You think he's going to kick that field yeah, goal? Uh, seriously, they and then and <laughs> also on one of the times when Mahomes. Uh, he was trying to center it, but he ended up going back like five or six yards, right? Like it looked like he and lost. And he centered it right on the paint. Where, like, yeah. I, I think even uh, Greg Olson said something about it. He's like, I don't know what Mahomes was doing because yep. he kneeled down and they're holding it right in the paint on the slippery field the way it was. It was we. It would just, it did make for a we. Would I have rather seen, even in that respect, did they need to run it down that much? Like, were they that scared? When that half, they, their drives had been taking like almost 10 minutes to score a field goal, right? Like, did they all of a sudden think that they were... And then look at the ridiculously lame pass that he threw at the end of the game. <laughs> that, that ball went lame like 15 duck. yards. 
Yeah. What happened there, right? That it was just it was a really weird ending to what I thought was a great game. It probably would have been better if they didn't call that. And then we had them trying to come down. You know what I'm saying? And then like he throws an interception or you know, then there's some catch I that's think not too, a wasn't catch. there wasn't when Hurts when Hertz got hurt, wasn't it his shoulder? I thought I saw somebody suspect that maybe his shoulder oh. was still a little inflamed or something. I, I don't know if that slipped was too. Oh, well, I, saw, I remember the the kick returner like slid down with four seconds left, but that was only time for one more play anyway. So he could, he could have kept running and got another fifteen twenty yards, and then ran out of bounds with one second left. With hindsight, that's probably what he should have done because then maybe Hertz could have yeah. actually thrown a real hail mary. But, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing on the ending. field, it's, it's tough to time that, though, too. You don't want to run out too much time. So, Yeah. But as far it's as the call goes, my final thought on it is it was, it, it was a little bit much. You know, it was a little ticky-tack. But in the end, I think the Chiefs would have won anyway. This is the yeah, end. Beautiful friend. The um, end. Can I ask? Um, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Heath. Keep going. No, I, I I sing. You interrupt. I'm just background. Okay, seriously, do go, Jim. With uh, with the Mahomes high ankle, <laughs> would that have made a difference? I mean, they didn't have any turnovers. They they played a pretty clean game. You know, I just I wonder if would have been like a more of a blowout if like Mahomes was actually 100 percent healthy or or would have gone basically how it went. I don't know. He's still- I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know. Because it, yeah. if it's a high ankle sprain, he should not be playing. But it's so weird. It's like, oh, man. That's why I, I question how hurt he really is. I mean, because he had a few I runs where he still looked like vintage Mahomes. He ran for – he this, won the game. He ran for that 17-yard yeah. first down. I mean, you could see he was a little lame doing it, but he got it done. He played through a lot of pain. Yeah. But you know what? Th- Brett, this is one of the first times I think – that we really didn't know injury-wise with hurt shoulder this season towards the end with Mahomes is, you know, normally we, we get the info we know. This is, seems to be, well, and weather this year, but this seems to be one of the tougher ones where people have kept injuries a lot quieter than normal. They learn from and Belichick. In, yeah, it's yep. interesting because at the half, I took Eagles, uh, Eagles plus three. Because I'm like, if Mahomes is out, this is a gold mine, you know. And then, of course, it didn't happen. But like the way it looked, it looks like Mahomes wasn't even going to be playing. So it was just right. been one of those weird years, and it's it's tough to. It, I felt like, you know, with their injury reports, we've been watching the uh, like football in the '70s, where you really didn't know anything who was hurt and not during the games, you know. But it was still a yeah, great. You didn't game, know until you turned the game on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like the NBA. Well, similar to the Cincinnati, the AFC Championship game, I don't, I don't think. Oh, they did have one turnover in that game. Mahomes had a weird fumble in that game, but other than that, they also played kind of a pretty clean game, kind of conservative, where he just kind of moved, kept moving the ball down the field, even though he, you know, he was limping around. So, yeah, and those jet sweeps were working against Philly. they, you know, they they put in some new plays in uh, to really try to, you know, offset the Eagles' D. And, I, you know, as dominant the Eagles were this year, 
against bad teams, that defense. I mean, look, they gave up a lot of points to the Packers, the Cowboys, and now the Chiefs. So, you know, was this Eagles defense as good as advertised? Yeah, they got to the Super Bowl, yeah. of course. Yeah. But it was just like for one game, it's, it's just weird that the Eagles defense, I know it's Mahomes, but they couldn't get any pressure. I mean, Mahomes, yeah. did he have like a tough, like I think Simmons might have mentioned this or somebody. Did do we see Mahomes have to make a really difficult throw the whole game? I don't you know. Think it, so. it, it reminded me of when Brady didn't get ever get pressured. He would just light people up so easily. It just and I, I think mean, that was Mahomes I think that best. was Lombardi that talked about that because Lombardi was yeah, it was Lombardi. Even hurts yeah. a ton of praise because he's like, I was really down on him and he's turned into a hell of a player. And it's like Mahomes had a good game, didn't make any real mistakes, but he didn't make any crazy throws. Like Hertz made a couple of throws that were like, Holy shit, that's a big yeah, time throw. And true. there wasn't really any of those throws this time. Yeah. But you know what? I kind of felt and I'm no expert at you yeah, know, you the X's and the O's. Not a former player or anything, um, but uh, I was going to say a joke, but I couldn't think of one. Uh, <laughs> You're good on your Q's and A's, though. My Q's and A's. But it seemed to me that that was part of the Eagles' strategy. They, I felt like they were dropping back a little bit more, and it was oh. taking time to find someone, but Mahomes finds the people. So I just think that. Um, I think maybe they maybe should have rushed a little bit more, except in the play like that last play where he was calling out and I do, do know what cover zero means and he's calling it out and call and like pointing at every, and then they fake the jet sweep. And then the guy there's like Kelsey's open sky more. Everybody's just open on the whole side of right side of the field. They, it was, well, one thing actually Lombardi Lombardi had mentioned, I believe it was him as well as, Normally the Eagles play zone, but they were playing man. And they yep. and he said that they didn't have the personnel to play man. So it's interesting yeah. how they decided because what was it? it? Vic weird. Fangio was uh the consultant yeah, for the, the Eagles. Conciliary. Yeah. Yep. And that yeah, that that really worked. I mean <laughs> so yeah, it, it's funny. Yeah, that's right, because Lombardi really goes into I mean, he knows his stuff and I, I was interested. I'm like, why were they playing man? Well, Belichick, how he used to confuse Peyton Manning, they would switch stuff up. They wouldn't just play a man or a zone. They would be switching it up and moving people around, and it was tough to to understand. Even Peyton struggled for years uh, well, reading that Belichick defense. Maybe it wouldn't have even mattered. I mean, I really do think yeah, Holmes is, is the best, man. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, Andy brought up in our text chain – my uh, my little post that they have won the f- five times in a row hosted the AFC championship. No team has ever done more than two in a row. That's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, there's I've got some crazy Mahomes stats. There's he's only the third player in NFL history to have multiple season MVPs and multiple Super Bowl MVPs. The other two, I'm sure you guys can guess because we've both been alive for all of them. Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Are, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, he's the uh, – let's see, what is the other one here? Okay, he's – in this season, Mahomes won the regular season MVP, won the Super Bowl MVP, led the NFL in passing yards and in passing touchdowns. The only, there's only three other people that have ever done that, Brady, Manning, and Warner. 
And they, that was over their entire career. They never did it in one season. So, I mean, the mm. season that Mahomes had is just, I mean, Mahomes is just awesome. There's no question. I th- the more I've thought about you saying it. that. Well, and the more I've thought about what you're saying, and like his five years as a starter, it might be the five best years of any starter ever. I, I don't think he's on the level to be all time yet, but he's had 12 plus years every year he's been, or 12 plus wins every year he's played. He's he's he's, mm. he's had five Pro Bowls every year he started. He's been in five AFC Championship games every year he started. I mean, two Super Bowl wins. He's been in the league for six years, but didn't play the first year. So I mean, he he's pretty damn down on it. And I mean, it's not like you can say with some of Tom Brady's teams where he had a great defense or he had this. I mean, this team is Mahomes. I think. I mean, without him, they would would they even be five hundred? I don't think so. Well, I was saying to my friend today, I thought Brady executes. And Mahomes creates. He could just create something. He, he he's like Michael Jordan. When you he walks out there, he just it looks like he just sees the field differently. Like almost everything just slows down, and he's almost willing things to happen by thinking about it or something. It's crazy. I think he's man. also like Michael Jordan in the fact that he makes every single player on the team better. Yeah. Not every, well, not he, every he, good player does that. He's Peyton Manning with the athleticism. Yeah. I yeah. mean, cause Peyton could read everything and know what was going on, but he didn't, you know, he was good, very good athlete, but he wasn't Mahomes esque. He wasn't scrambling Mahomes. for 30 yards. No, I mean, I mean, you know, and that's, what's amazing how, you know, it's so tough. It's like, we've talked about this, a thousand times over how it's so tough to figure out which quarterbacks coming out are going to be the next Brady's Montana's Elway's. And I remember, I mean, that draft you had, uh, I was going to say Mitch McCluskey. Uh, you had, what's his name? Uh, Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky yeah. Mitch, Mitch McCluskey. Yeah. Trubisky, Deshaun Watson and Mahomes. And I remember I was in the bar and there was these two guys that used to come in and, they're big Chiefs fans. They're from Kansas City. And the draft was on. And I was like, oh, my God, they just traded up for Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech. What the heck are they doing? You know, because <laughs> I, I didn't see him play much. And I'm just like, you know, when you think Texas Tech, I mean, Graham Harrell and I don't know if Kingsbury might have been Illinois or I forget where he played college ball. But, like, you, you know, you think of Texas Tech, you're not thinking of, you know, thoroughbred quarterbacks you know like oh Mahomes he's got the gene but you we you know he wasn't in the Heisman discussion and and then you know in that first game he played at the end of the year his rookie year when they gave him one it was like oh he looks okay but then that next year he was just like what the hell and get kudos to Andy Reid Biennemi and the staff because with a young quarterback you need the right coaching I'm you know if you don't have it, it, it it's it can be tough and when you have the right coaching and someone as smart as Mahomes, athletic as Mahomes, they 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 knew what they had, and they and and, and so you got to give them credit for developing yeah. him as well. He's amazing too, though. He's just, ah, he's just he's he's one touch. of the best. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's pretty wonderful. And he's, to and watch he's funny him. in these commercials. Yeah, he's, he's funny in his commercials. Well, well coach, it happened again. <laughs> Who was that guy? <laughs> Ah, fucking love you know, it. do you guys love get it. the Patrick? Mah- do you guys have high V's of where you are? Do you know what that is? That store? Does that, do you know what that store is? High V? It's a grocery chain? No, no we don't know. Hey, it's but it's based in Iowa. It's based in Iowa. So like we, there's tons of local commercial. Um, Mahomes and Kelsey have one together. 
where they're like sharing junk food and stuff. And it's we so besides just the national feeds, we see Mahomes do those, and those ones are even those ones are funny for like a, just a mar, a regional thing that he does too. That's I don't know. Sorry, I, like I, I went on a tangent there, but I wondered. I've always wondered if those were actually national. I don't think they were. So no. yeah, no. I bet we could watch yeah, them on YouTube. I'm sure you could. Yeah, because when I watch uh, like ba- the baseball package, the local feeds, hockey, you get a lot of those local commercials, oh, yep. which is great. Like you know, with the Bruins, you get a lot of Dunkin' Donuts local commercials with the guys and stuff. And it's D&D, there's some baby. funny ones in there. Yeah, because this one is like the, they're they're sitting and they're singing my transition. best friend, and it's funny. Anyway, sorry, go ahead, Axel. <laughs> no, speaking of which, let's let's transition into the other thing Solo wants to talk about. What we did during the Super Bowl. Do you want to talk about that stuff, or do you want to talk about how I kicked everyone's ass in the uh, props betting? <laughs> you know what? Let's do that first, and then we'll hit. Because, you know, I was going to transition into commercials, but then Ando, yeah. Ando has had a few bullets in him, so he's he's ready to fight. He's fired up. <laughs> well, that's okay. It was, who needs transitions? I poured myself a beverage before we started solo, I so like I'm it. a little. <laughs> boy. That a boy. Yeah, Brett. Let's go to Brett. Let's go to the props because we actually we need to bend the knee to Axel, even though Brett's I didn't. Props, yeah. Brett's props. Brett's Congratulations props. Congratulations to Axel. Who, uh, Axel won the pool out of thirty people. Uh, he was number one. He actually finished tied with one other dude, but he won the tiebreaker, which was uh, how many? Uh, the longest touchdown play will be how many yards? Axel said forty-five. Sure enough, A.J. Brown, second first play of the second quarter, 45-yard touchdown reception. Ooh. He hit it perfectly. Yeah, baby. So that won it. Um, so I'm just going to run through these real quick because there were – if you had guessed – if you'd picked with the popular, the popular uh, choice with each one, I think you would have hit on like 12 out of 21. So very impressive by Axel. Um, opening kickoff will result in a touchback or return. That was touchback. Um, 83% of people got that right. Philadelphia's first offensive play from scrimmage will be a pass or run. 76, 77% of people said run, which was correct. Mm. Kansas City's opening drive advanced past midfield. 63% of people said yes, and that was correct. Well, Mahomes throw a touchdown in the first quarter. 77% of people said yes, that was correct. Jalen Hurts, will he run will he run for a touchdown in the first half? Um, 70% of people said no. They got that incorrect. So 30% got that right. Will both teams make a field goal in the first half? Fifty-seven percent said yes. That was incorrect. Philadelphia got a field goal. Kansas City missed a field goal. Of these two players, who will catch a touchdown first, Travis Kelsey or AJ Brown? Travis Kelsey won it. Sixty percent of people said that. Guessed that correctly. Will there be a three and out within the first two drives of the second half? Sixty-three percent of people said yes. They were incorrect, including Axel. So uh, 37% of people got that right. Will a punt team down the ball inside the five-yard line? 57% of people said no, which was correct. Will Kansas, will a Kansas City Chief other than 
Pacheco rushed for a touchdown. Now, if the dude didn't down the ball on the one-yard line, <laughs> this would have hit. Uh, yes. But, uh, and 40% of people got this right, saying no. How many touchdowns will Jalen Hurts throw? Zero or one or two or more? He only threw the one in the first quarter, or the second quarter, I should say. So only 27% of people got that one correct. Will we see a missed extra point or failed two-point conversion? 70% of people said no, and they got that correct. Will Jalen Hurts throw an interception? This was split even 50-50, and the answer was no. How many times will Kansas City turn the ball over? Zero or one or two or more? Well, they didn't turn the ball over, and 67% of people got that right. I think they were averaging like 1.6 turnovers per game on the year or something. I think they're the most or one of the uh, teams, you know, with the most turnovers in the league this year. Uh, who will record more sacks, Reddick or Jones? This is also split 50-50. Um, the second option is Chris Jones or Tide, which both guys got zero sacks. So that second one hit. Will a kicker miss a field goal? This was another one. Dead 50-50. Um, yes, the first quarter, there was a missed field goal. Will a kicker make a 50-plus yard field goal? This was another one that was split 50-50. And the answer was no. Will there be any points scored by a defense or return team? Of course, there was. Only 30% of people got that correct, including Axel. And will an offense successfully convert on a fourth down during the fourth quarter? Well, the answer was no, which is surprising because Philadelphia was going for it on fourth down almost every opportunity, and they hit on a, on a few. I don't know how many. I don't have the box score in front of me, but actually they didn't hit on any in the fourth quarter, so I guess that was mostly the third quarter, maybe the second quarter. Will a team attempt an onside kick? The answer was nope. no, and 73% of people got that right. And the last one, will there be a score in the final minute of the game? Only 13% of people said yes, <laughs> and there was with eight seconds left. So that was the breakdown. Axel only missed five. Let's see which ones Axel missed. Will there be a three and out within the first two drives of the second half? He missed that yes, one. Yes, I knew I missed that. And then I think he missed like four of the last six. It was like, uh, will a kicker miss a field goal? You said no. Will an offense uh, successfully convert on a fourth down in the fourth quarter? You said yes. Will a team attempt an onside kick? You said yes. Will there be a score in the final minute of the game? You said no. Damn. So, But other than that, you hit on all of them, dude. Well, thanks for doing all that hard work, Brad. That was very fun. And you well, know, since we're, since we're probably oh, on oh, the oh. Axel anyways, you also won the, our little bracket challenge and you won our overall playoff record picks. So nice. yeah, it was just a, a clean sweep. Yeah. yeah. And you hit on uh, a couple of the, the octopus and the, and the doink 
goalposts. Yeah. Like too. Bill Kava said on the face of book, uh, I really should have won more money for that <laughs> doink. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not a common thing, but the octopus, I, sh- I was so sure of that. I should have bet more money on that too, but I, I ended up winning like a hundred bucks or, I don't know how much it was. It was, it was actually, I think it was only like 17 bucks for the octopus one, but then it was like 60 or something or more. You want enough to go buy some more plastic. So you should be happy. Yes, I definitely did. I put it all towards Lego baby. Cause that's my life. Living all the Lego right. life. Hashtag <laughs> hashtag it out. Solo riding through this world yeah. all alone. Theo Rossi Legos in your ass. Theo Rossi, baby. All right. Speaking of Legos, commercials. Mm. Ando, maybe your one of your favorite commercials. What'd you think overall the commercials this year, et cetera? Et they were kind of meh. I mean, my favorite was the Dunkin' Donuts. I just, I love that version of Ben Affleck. I just, it, I thought it was hilarious just because that's, for some reason, I just click with that version of Affleck. So the, just I don't know. I liked it. That was my favorite one. Easily my favorite one. The other ones I was kind of like, yeah. Some of them I chuckled at, but nothing really else stood out to me that much. Wow. All right, Axel. What about you, buddy? <laughs> well, Solo, you're going to get a similar answer for me <laughs> because I have to admit something to you. I had a glorious Super Bowl experience in which you fast forwarded through them all. Didn't I never. I didn't really watch. Really. I when when Perry and Lachlan, they were in the room watching with me at various times, and then at one point I went uh, towards the end, I kind of went back into the bedroom to more concentrate, and I didn't watch a bunch of the commercials, and I don't think I watched any of the halftime show with Rihanna, who I'm not a big it's huge fan It's the Super Bowl, of. Axel. I'm just, what are you doing? I know. I just, this year, usually I'll watch stuff. It wasn't like I'm against it. But it just turned oh, out that I are. just wasn't really paying attention. I was either like like uh, talking to Lachlan or Perry or texting or looking at the phone or so, I don't you know or switching to a different oh. channel or something. I don't know. Oh my god! You know what? Just, I have to add one thing. Oh, I, oh, I, I will say. To, oh, oh go ahead. Actually, finish. You finish, then I'll go. I'll say one thing. One commercial. Actually, what I did notice is. Children and babies, celebrities, and, and tons of them, not just one. They had to pack like five, six people in every fucking commercial. And the animal ones, always a ton of animal ones. And the two dog commercials, the one dog commercial, when the dog kind of like grows up with the little, with the girl, you know, made everybody you were crying, cry. Yeah. That was so one say- of those again. I got to say before I forget, I also did like the Bradley Cooper one. I thought it was kind of charming, and I have to be, I have to say because Luke watched the game with me, Luke laughed for like ten minutes after that cat that was playing the piano, <laughs> and the one with all the little kids that are like oh. lip syncing, like talking like adults. And yes. he also is now begging me to go see the Flash and the Guardians of the Galaxy. He loved both of those. <laughs> so he, Luke enjoyed the commercials much more. So the six-year-old loved the commercials. That's my final. <laughs> I didn't see the Guardians commercial, and I didn't. That was really early. Okay. I think that was, that like was right been pregame. Okay, that was know. like while the, I think it was right before the coin toss or right after. It was that early. Yeah, but it was the, yeah real I, quick. I yeah, missed, but I know uh, you noticed there was a lot too. of. Watch the full trailer online. What they mm-hmm. want to pay for the. Pay for the- 
Well, Correct. when they put the trailer online, they're making money because they're putting ads in it solo. Yeah, so, I know. DVRpodcastnetwork.com, yeah. bitches. Patreon, baby. Um, I didn't but, really, I didn't really watch a lot of the commercials either. I must say, what is the hell is going on with this around <laughs> yeah, the couch? You were playing poker. I'm still here for you solo, but I was I, watching. I was. I, saw, I did Jack. see the Bradley Cooper one. That was that was pretty funny. The Bradley Cooper one, T-Mobile. Um, the the Doritos one where the dude was like uh, bringing back the triangle as, oh, as oh, the uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. the musical instrument. Uh, I guess that was funny. I, I don't know what what was the prevailing thought as far as the best commercial though, because I mean I may have missed it. I think the Affleck one. Yeah. You know what we we should really mention since it's been the show itself has been talked about on this podcast feed. I had nauseum. What did you guys think of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman showing up in a commercial? I didn't even see it. I missed that one. Yeah, I I, I was a little like, oh guys, did you really need to do this? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, what I happened? Agree. What? Yeah, because I I watched. I was you know I was at a Super Bowl party with like fifty people, so it was like mayhem. And then of course I was playing blackjack, and the bullet was going. And uh, so I saw some of the commercials, and then what I always do is I'll rewatch the game with the commercials, and then mm-hmm. I still missed that one. <laughs> um, but for me, yeah, I like the. Dunk- I hate cats doing stuff, so. Sorry, Luke. That's my most hated commercial <laughs> of the night. See, that's why um, I, I wasn't I really laughing stand. either. I was just laughing. I at can't Luke stand cats yeah. doing stupid that was stuff. The YouTube, but for a kid, I'm not going to blame him though. I'm guys, not blame the kid. that commercial actually has relevance. That was the YouTube has Sunday Ticket commercial. Yeah, it has the NFL. Yep. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Oh, I did. I um, did kind of like the Adam Driver Squ- uh, Squarespace commercial though. That, nope, that, was, that wasn't bad. That was okay. singularity. It was good to see yeah, movie trailers like indie and a bunch of you know I, those I always look forward yeah, that to. That looked fun. But nowadays, but it's different nowadays because a lot of these commercials get leaked online. Yeah, trailers totally. are leaked online. It's totally. not an event like it used to be. Yeah. So, you know, the whole Super Bowl experience was like I loved going in through the years, and you didn't know what was coming, and that's kind of where I feel we're at. As big as the Super Bowl is, but look at that. You know, Axel's not watching, you know, watching, you know, the commercials. I'm playing blackjack. Brett's falling asleep during the commercials. Ando's dr- drinking too much during the commercials. Like, we're all doing other things. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, that's during the game. Snow shoveling. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, but like, seriously, the Super Bowl experience isn't the same. And I'm glad you guys brought that up because it just feels like with so much coverage and so much going on in Twitter and socials and everything that to me, I th- now I thought the, the commercials were better than the last few. Cause there's been years where they've been awful and they were a little better. Uh, maybe I was in a better mood. Maybe that's why I like some of them and I didn't like love them, but like, you know, there's some that were good. The ones we mentioned, but this whole, de- you know, it was good to see DeMar Hamlin, and I guess he had this jacket on that was about Jesus and said <laughs> some words on it. And then Adrian Peterson and those boys all pissed off that, you know, hey, hold it. up. And, I, and so I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't call him he, my boy. He did. He, he wore your jersey. But... He wore yeah. your, oh, excuse me. <laughs> he wore your jersey. Um, okay. He's not your boy, but he's, he's, <laughs> you used to like him. Yes. Um, pre all the 
that other yeah. stuff. All uh, the child beating and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no, we'll yeah, we won't call sketch. it out. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Good for you, Ando. Yeah, you're right. You're, uh, you, so I'm not going to call him your boy. But, <laughs> Axel, this, do we have too much coverage of this stuff? Uh, it, it seems to ruin the game and the experience more because of all this crazy coverage uh, and people just complain about everything. But we, you know, that's for another <laughs> part. Um, my opinion on all of that is I don't watch anything. I listen to the same podcast that are about football, look at some of the same websites and I just basically ignore all of it. And I didn't even know about that um, jacket thing or whatever. Um, I remember there was that Jesus commercial that was a little scary where it was like, everyone hates each other except oh, I know. for that Jesus. Was a little, and it was right like in, in the fourth quarter at the yeah. end. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that was, it, like I thought the, the positioning a lot of these commercials, it was like, and then oh people react God. to when they're like, you know, Jesus would have donated that money to buy dinners well, and for that, people. And it's like, who they had like three on? or four commercials. It wasn't just the one. They yeah. had a couple of different ones. Well, I mean, it was, they, they were like scattered through the whole Jesus it, is it everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't, I mean, that, Bowl, I guess. that doesn't, I mean, I just think everything becomes overhyped and, you know, talked about and everything, but I think you can just ignore it because I love the game. I actually really, I felt like I watched every single play of this game. And part of it was that I wasn't really didn't care about the commercials. Cause I was like, I can go watch it on YouTube later if I need to, right, you know, right. like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and the halftime thing, the same, I'm not I personally, I'm not a fan of Rihanna. I, I'm not really into her. I thought it was kind of cool the way they were all lifted up on, big platforms or whatever, but you know, I mean that, that I wasn't really in. So I was really thinking about the game coming back. I was like, I wonder, damn man, what are the chiefs going to do? You know what I'm saying? And then they came back strong. Right. So I was also, I also have to make all the food. So that's the other thing is that I'm the cook during the day. So I have to keep on making food for everybody, including myself. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is with the Rihanna, I mean, I, I like some of her songs. You know, I watched it. It was, it was, Umbrella, it was good. Ella, I, I don't Ella, think it was great. Ella, you know, yeah. but it was it was it was solid. But it's like the amount of times they showed that freaking promo of her like coming out of the smoke. Come, it's she's back. She's coming for us or whatever the heck they were doing. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, all right, all right, I get it. It's just like I would even if it was John Mellencamp, I'd still be pissed off. So, you know, <laughs> how about if it was John <laughs> Cougar? Yeah, well, then that's a different okay. story. But it's just like this over over every everything's just so overdone. That's I mean, America, I, I, yeah, maybe I'm an old white dude. I, I don't know. But I, I like to think I you in you fact know, are so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I am. No, but I but I like to no think I'm a little more progressive. It. I'm a little more progressive and I understand. Yeah. But too much is too much it's like come on already you know but just ignore it but dude. I w- yeah. oh no i'm not getting yeah. upset over it like all you guys do on twitter <laughs> why you have to quit twitter and shit i know but <laughs> but no but honestly no i do I, I i just but the problem is i can't ignore the rihanna promo when it's on my teeth <laughs> i'm trying to you know, 
every five seconds. It's that's, like, damn, I guess that's I can't, to keep, you know. that's to keep all those people that tune in that this is the only game they watch. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, that's why it's not because there's so many people that watch the game that darn, that don't know the first thing about football. Like, Ooh, Rihanna's coming up. So I better keep watching. That's right, I kind of, right. I've but realized she, with the Super Bowl, it's, it's not really for the fans. They're trying to make true, it for everybody. So, true. but you know, the what? fans like sure. us, I was going to say yeah. solo, you make a good point because on that, in that same respect, they're now talking about making the AFC and NFC. And we talked a little bit about this, but now I hear that this is like really gaining steam to make AFC and NFC championships neutral site that they pick yeah. years in advance. So it's basically like three Super Bowls a year. I don't like that. I don't either. I don't either, Axel. I like, okay, I'm okay with this. I love the Super Bowl at a neutral and site. And I bet you they'd add a week, too. I bet you they'd yeah, add another week I, I in don't, between. Now we're feeling like college football and we were semifinals, and I, I just, I don't know. I like the How fact long that. How long before you have like a six seed getting a home game against a one seed because they just lucked into that year? They, you know. Probably the first year. (laughs) Probably the first year. (laughs) Knowing the NFL's luck, it probably well, and then they'd still make a billion. If they can make freaking money, more money. Maybe they would do. Maybe they would do something where an AFC team would have to host the NFC championship and vice versa. Well, because what's the point of them getting the one seed? What's the point when you start diminishing the regular seed? The regular season is to make the playoffs in seeding. When you start diminishing that. Then you, you, you turn well, the regular I mean, season into crap. The point of the one seed is you still get to play the worst team in, that's in the playoffs. I mean, you still have the that easiest too. Role. Yeah. I mean, that that's the argument. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I'm not saying well, they need to be neutral sites, but I'm sure that's what the argument would be: is that you're still playing the sixth seed or the seventh seed, and you always play the lowest seed in, the, in every round you're playing in. So, but regardless, what Solo's bringing up is would lead to them doing this because in the end all of the dudes who own these teams and Condoleezza Rice are <laughs> owns part of the Broncos <laughs> now, right? Are um, they, they want to make money. And if they think they can make more money off of that, they're going to do it. There'll they be would. certain holdouts, you know, but I think that they'd get enough people to vote for it. However, they come up with their own rules of how to vote about this stuff, but I could see them doing it. And yep. I think, Sports are in trouble, man. You look at what's going on in baseball with a lot of with Bally Sports and the Diamond Sports, whatever, not being able to pay the local affiliates. And um, these contracts are getting worse and worse. How much money can a TV deal be? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's got to top out at some point. I mean, you would think, right? I mean, the salaries these guys are making, which. I'm not mad at the player. I'm not because the owners are making just as much money. But how far? I mean, is it going to be? We're going to have like a, you know a billion dollar player at some point. What then? You know, <laughs> your salary cap. You got to play by yourself, Axel. Oh, you make too much money. But it's just like, <laughs> I, I, where is this going? I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, are we just got questions solo. Well, you know, Solo, are you passing a blunt around the couch? I'm feeling like, <laughs> like we're really getting no, I'm, into I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm sober as a judge, actually. Um, oh, okay. You take a week off, you just get inspired. I think so. You're not in. Yeah, no, no. It's just these things that when you don't have a game coming up to talk about, things yeah. that make you go. You start. Hmm. You can look at the big picture a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just worries me because you know I love this sport so much, and um, 
you know, it's just, it, it's, I see it changing and, you know, I've been seeing it change, but it's more evident now. I, I you know, well, it's just, dude, it's more clear to me. I mean, come on. When I just think about when I was a kid Sex, baby, and I was like, well, that too, when I was uh, like around Lachlan's age and first starting to go to Jets games and it would be me and my dad sitting in a row of like 50 fat dudes passing cigars, making bets, drinking liquor out of little, uh, <laughs> what are those things called? Flasks, Flask? you know, yeah. like with, like, it, I mean, people would be like barbecuing in the stands like it was like crazy shit, right? I was at the game where they like lit the fucking seats on fire that Monday night game. I, I mean, and now it's like corporations, people are like well dressed. It costs like hundreds of dollars to go to games. It you know, it it does it it has changed. Yeah. But then again, I still love watching football and the games I think have gotten more exciting. Right. And you have great players. So there's a part of it that does get kind of over commercialized though. Definitely. So speaking of, I have a question for you guys. When is the last time any of you guys have went to an actual NFL game in person? Mm. Do you remember? Yeah. Mine was 2009 Cowboys Falcons in the new stadium. I think that was the last time I went to a football game. Gosh. Wow. Uh, it's been a few years for me, but I, I tend to go, <clears throat> I've probably been to like five games in the last 10 years. Oh, wow. I, mean, I go, I, I tend to go like every couple of years or something. I'll find tickets. Cause that's, I, I was thinking about it and the la- I think the, I am pretty sure the last game I have been to was 2004 when Dante Culpepper played Steve McNair at the Metrodome. So, oh my I mean, gosh. I've, wow. I've been to the Vikings new stadium, just not when they've been playing there, but it's like mm-hmm. to, in order to go, you're spending, like I have plenty of friends that'll sell tickets on Facebook all the time. And it's like $400 or $500. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to go, but hell, I'm not, I'm not taking Luke for that. He'd never appreciate it. I mean, and it's, that's 500 bucks. So actually, do you remember the last time you yeah. went to a game? 1971. Um, i'm trying to to, when i was minus three i went to the no uh (laughs) i'm trying to look because it was a jets playoff game um and yeah that's i just had to google when steve mcnair played at the metrodome exactly that's what i'm looking and i'm um i think it was Gosh, that's not good, is it? Um, I think it was 2002. Oh, wow. I think it was I thought 2002. Mine was long ago. No, I went to a game <laughs> after that. No, that's not right. I went to a game after. I just remember that playoff game. It was probably around 2005 or 2004. Yeah, it was either or 2004 or 2005. 2000. Yeah. Yeah. But I went to every Jets home game from 1985 to about 1992 or 93, and then I still went to many every year through all of the 90s. 
probably so then this too many. Oh, that's cool. I've got a follow-up question. This is mainly for you, Brett, since you've actually went to games recent, like in the last decade. I, yes. The thing I remember vividly when I went to that last game was that it was the experience of seeing it in person was not as good as on the television. I thought because of all the commercial breaks and you're sitting there and it's it's just seemed like a lot of downtime. And I was like, I don't I don't want to spend all this extra money because I I actually enjoy watching it more at home. I get a better view. I can see what's going on. I can replay things. Has the game experience improved in your opinion since like the last times you've been there? Uh, would you rather watch it on TV? Yeah. I, I mean, TV experience is hard to beat. I mean, the in-game experience really is hard to beat too. But I, for me, I would not buy season tickets because I, I, I like watching the game on TV, but I do like going every once in a while to get the actual, you know, game atmosphere. Yeah. It's just, you're right. You don't, you don't see things as well. It's just a different perspective because you can kind of see the whole field. So you can kind of look at what you want. You can kind of, you know, focus on what you want. Mm -hmm. You got, you do have big screen, huge screen, you know, televisions in in these stadiums, Um, you know, but sometimes they don't show the replay, you know, so it's, it's just totally different, but it is fun to go for me to go every once in a while because it's, it's you know, especially if it's sold out, you know, there's an energy in there that you can't, you can't really get. So how that. do you compare, how do you compare? Cause like in that time that I haven't went, I bet I've went to 20 or 30 uh, division one college football games. How do you compare it to going to a Georgia game? Um, It's similar. I would say it kind of depends on how the team is doing. Um <laughs> Like if it's just usually, usually, usually the, the the if I go to a Georgia game, it's always going to be crazy. If I go to a Falcons game, de- if they're good, if it's a, if they're having a good year, it, it's also going to be pretty crazy. But if the if not, it, it's been quiet in there sometimes, especially with the new stadium, mm-hmm. um, Mercedes Benz, where um, they have a, you know they sold a bunch of PSLs, so. Oh, it's more of a corp, a corporate atmosphere. You got, yeah, yeah you, you got people who own those seats trying to sell them. So you got, you probably got more uh, of your opponent fans of your opponent in there percentage wise than the real Georgia dome, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if, if the team is rolling, then it's also, it's pretty much to, just as uh, energetic as like a college football you know, game would be. Also, I'll give you another perspective, Ando, after Axel talks. Oh, no. Go, you go ahead, Solo. Real quick. Um, so for me, being a Cowboys fan, I, the only games I saw the Cowboys play was Giant Stadium one time and then three times at the Vet in Philly. So my first Dallas home game was that 9 game in the new stadium against Atlanta. And that, for the first time, was I was able to enjoy – being the home team and having like the home fans there with me. And yeah. that was a new experience for me. The other time at the vet, the, I guess it was the first time I went, we were up high, but I was around Cowboy fans. And that's when actually Steve Berline was quarterback. There you go, Axel, little 1991 <laughs> action. But it was like that <laughs> win made us, we got us to go to the playoffs. So I was around like 20 Cowboys fans. And that experience for me, like I, I, I'm not, you know, you can sometimes take for granted going to home games with fans. 
Uh, but like what Brett's saying, when you're winning is experience. But like just I remember walking back after that Cowboy game in 09. I was so high. My angels were in the ALCS against the Yankees game six that night. They lost and I didn't care. I was still uh-huh. on that Cowboys high. <laughs> we beat Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Tony Romo. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I have to. Uh, so I have to say being in your home stadium with the fans for all the games I went to, which is probably over a hundred jets home games and our seats were in the third row. Um, it was, what was it? Section one nineteen, which was behind the opposing teams, uh, end zone. So not the end zone that they came out of. Um, so the shit that I saw and the, uh, to I think Andy, I think it could depend where you're sitting too. Oh because, yeah, for sure. Any sporting event live. Yeah, is, I mean, because I, I went to a way. bunch of Giants games, um, and preseason games where and Philadelphia Eagles games where I was sitting way up high, mm-hmm. and it's totally different from when you're like really close. Um, yeah. And that Giants stadium was not like the Giants stadium is now, where the where you're like higher up in a way. You were like. I could have jumped down onto the field, you know? So that's, it was, that's one thing I like about some of the college stadium, like yeah. where the Gophers play, you're right on the field. Yep. So you're, I mean, every even if you're in the upper deck, you're close. Like that was one of my big issues with some of the bigger stadiums is, I mean, unless you're getting those good corporate tickets from somewhere, you're usually sitting up higher than hell. And it's, you just, I, did, I always felt removed from the game. So I'm not, not removed, but I just had a harder time getting into it because you're I, so much farther away. I think that there's things that I could notice when I was watching. And I always listened to the radio. I would always have uh, the radio on while the, I was watching the game. So oh, they yep. could say somebody's injured or why they called a timeout or why this player was in or out or whatever. Yeah. But you, when you're at the game like that, you can notice things like, oh, that person really is hurt or they're going to the sideline a lot or they're slow or what the, what, you can actually watch people on the sideline, you know, and mm-hmm. like see what's happening. I just, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything like being really that close down at the game. I love watching stuff on TV. And of course you find out, and like you say, you see the replays, but being able to actually hear the helmets crack and the players yell at each other and all that type of shit, like, man, I would never, that stuff was like, that's some of the most vivid memories I have are like, uh, watching the jets on a Sunday at the stadium Mm. and smelling, cigars and sweat and weed and liquor <laughs> axel did you i mean i don't know if you did this but one of my favorite things is when i did go to a game i loved recording the game and then watching it when i got home just to kind of get oh, the, yeah, I did that feel. All the time yeah i still yeah. do that when i go to go yeah, first yeah. games so yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely so yeah, i do that like VHS. i mean i really go to angel yeah angels games <clears throat> more now i mean I, I go to maybe one or two a year though not a you know not as many as I would like, but I love watching the game at home because there was one time, there was one time like Kurt Suzuki hit a double for the Mariners, and I literally tried to by the foul pole grab the ball in the field, and I was like <laughs> when I was on TV and I saw it like you can't really see me up close, but you could tell it was me, the one guy in an Angel trying to grab the ball. I'm like, hey, you know that was like 
a long time ago. But uh, anyway, the uh, back in um, when I was a freshman at the U of M was the year the Gophers went to the final four in basketball and we had good seats and we would sometimes show up on TV. And since they were really good that year, they were on ESPN all the time. And they would always be one of the big stories on Sports Center. And you remember how they used to play Sports Center from like 5 a.m. to noon? We would sit oh, there yeah. and watch Sports Center for like six hours <laughs> just so we could see the clips of us <laughs> screaming because Sam Jacobson had just dunked from the three point line. So, it, I mean, or from the free throw line. I mean, it was, I, so I completely get that. Yeah. I, I still have that. I, say I still do that recorded if I go. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So sorry, I got sidetracked there, guys. I just got kind of got in a. I'm always curious about that stuff. People's experiences going to games and stuff because it is a big part for a lot of people. So even though it hasn't been for me now, for long, are you guys are you guys like a little footballed out and need the break, or are you missing it already? I think a break is a good thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I could use a little bit of a break, but not too long. Because well, are, you, are, you, are we picking the XFL around? games this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> are they starting already this weekend? XFL. Yeah, and then USFL starts in April, so you'll have. They Ooh. said something like fifty-six week, forty-seven or fifty-six weekends until like training camp. They'll they will be football on TV. You know, so there was an one XFL and a USFL yep. this year. Yeah, got them both. There was one of those years. It was one of the one of the years. The first time the XFL came, way back. Remember that one? Yeah, and I remember watching almost that whole season. And by the time the NFL got there, I'm like, I need. I got tired. It was just I I, <laughs> I do need a little bit of a break, but I I wasn't as excited for the NFL when it came back because I'd been watching XFL over mm-hmm. the summer. So it's a, a little break. I think is good. I don't need a long break, but a little break yeah. is okay. I love that old one xfl because there was a ton of players because that i met like i knew because i was really mm-hmm. into college football and it was a lot of veteran nfl players like kurt govey alvin harper tommy maddox guys yeah, were playing in it so I, yeah yep. yeah i was so excited because i'm like oh football in february yeah and i loved it and then of course it went under but these new startup ones i tried but at least i don't know any of these darn players i mean I wish that they would NFL teams would do like they did with NFL Europe and send some of your you know your third fourth string quarterbacks or something yeah, to some this developmental league. guys. It would be great because what you know what if you you know a quarterback your guys drafted in the seventh round you know was on the practice squad and he's like you know could be a Vikings project whoever gets thrown in this league you're going to probably watch that team at least when he plays like when Drew Henson was with the Cowboys and he went to NFL Europe. I, I, I watched every NFL Europe game because I just wanted to see him develop and, and stuff. But I know with contracts and everything, they won't do that, but it'll be so cool. Cause like the Cowboys have Will Greer, you know, the West Virginia, Florida quarterback. That's if they threw him in, I'd, I'd probably on the Seattle dragons. I'd probably watch some Seattle dragons games, but I don't know. I, I'm kind there's of a, like there, I'm just looking here. There's a few notable players in the XFL that that we we recognize some of these names. Josh Gordon is playing. Yeah, that's hard to believe he's playing. Yeah, uh, Paxton Lynch, Vic Beasley, AJ McCarron. Wow. Holy cow! I am definitely not yeah. really. Martavis <laughs> Bryant. Yeah, it's it's the who's who of. Well, I don't. Think, I don't even think Paxton Lynch won the job. <laughs> I have. A, I am going to DVR it, but like I said, I I I am okay 
to answer the kind of original question, am I over football? No, I love this season. If there's more weeks, I would keep on watching. I had a lot of fun. I've had fun doing this podcast with you guys, but it's good now. We we settled down. I'm, I'm excited for Formula One to come back. The draft is pretty soon going to be upon us. Then the then the preseason's going to start. We're going to when does Canadian t- football start? Yeah, That's so in long. June. June, baby. All right, June. keep us abreast of that. Blue bombers, blue bombers. Yeah, keep there's you other. St- it's good to <laughs> it's good to take some time off of anything, right? Everything in moderation. Yeah, when I was younger, I, I I couldn't stand it, but I'm a big baseball fan. I know you are, Ando. I yes. don't know, Brett. Are you a big baseball fan? Yes, sir. Yeah, sort of. You know yeah, what, guys. So I we might had get a into year not. this year. I might. I watched the. Well, um, the games are going to be faster, year. Axel. They're going to be faster Probably. with the pitch clock. That's right. The the pitch clock, the non shifting. Okay. It's the game's going to be different. They have bigger bases that they're saying look like hey, pizza boxes. As you said before, Solo, I'm an old white guy. I, I mean, I'm kind of <laughs> obligated to watch baseball and fall yeah, asleep drunk on the couch. Exactly. Well, who is your team, Axel? The Mets? The Mets, yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, well, they got... <laughs> we hate the Mets, so oh, let's right. go. Fuck you, oh, guys. Oh, God, you guys are rivals. <laughs> My New York came out of me. It's going to be around the jail cell. The only year I ever really watched baseball and got into it was the year the Mets won the World Series. And oh, 86. I, yeah, just mm-hmm. kind of fell out after that. Wow. It's actually a Ross commander. Okay, then. All right. Good podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, though, do you want to wrap it up? or? Yeah. Let's yeah. wrap it up, guys. This has been a great show. This has been a great season. We will be back around the couch. I think we'll give it a little Famous bit of time. last words. Yeah, we 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 will come back solo. At le- I mean, at least the draft will get us back and kicking again. Yeah, yeah, um, we can yeah, do a little draft. Some, yeah, coaching could, changes. Uh, yeah. We can hit I'd like on to next pick time. Free agency. Brains, yeah, there'll too. be stuff. You oh yeah, free agency. Football. So yeah, free agency and stuff, and then our CFL pod will be up in June. Yeah, that's so true. the Blue Bombers delight um, <laughs> coming, coming soon to Showtime. Blue uh, bomber's in flight. Um, <laughs> the blue bomber was a serial killer. I'm just, I'm going off with this one. Anyway, <laughs> hey, you can check you out Heath and I. Actually, Mike and I this week on uh, Mayor of Kingstown podcast, and uh, who knows what other kind of podcasts we're going to do. So, dvrpodcast.com. Ando, do you have anything you want to say before we go? You know, I just want to say, guys. Not one person said this podcast was going to make it through the Super Bowl. Not a single one. Nobody respected us. <laughs> we did it, guys. We did it. We fucking did it. We did oh, it. Oh, sorry. I was I was briefly Damn possessed God. by Travis Kelsey or Kirby Smart. I'm not sure which one. I can't Kirby. I can't tell anymore. I like it. I'm a man. I'm 40. Oh, I like it. Brett. Yeah, that's all I got to say. This was fun. This was an awesome, nice little season finale we got here. And, yes, we will be back. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, that was Mike Gundy. That was not Kirby Smart. Yeah, I know. Just for the record. Um, hey, Kirby Smart did that whole uh, when nobody respected us after they were national championships. And won again. That's okay, though. I had to get a Kirby think, Smart shot in there, too. Uh, well, he probably did. Um, it was a post game after this last championship. Anyway, never mind. Garth, go ahead, Brett. <laughs> just on a, on a parting note, I wanted to mention that Philadelphia um, 
they lost the MLS Cup after being up. And then they lost yes. the World Series after being up two games to one. <laughs> and then they lost the Super Bowl after being up by 10 at halftime. So I don't hmm. feel bad for you, Philly, but I know you're a little unrecognizable to yourself right now, a little bruised <laughs> and battered. But that's the way it goes. Perfect. Na, 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 na. Unrecognizable to myself. Saw Ando in the mirror. Didn't know he was in St. Pete, but... uh. Solo, it's your turn now to give your goodbye. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> no, the other week is like, goodbye. No, thank you guys. This was a great idea. It started out, you know, me and Axel and Ando came on, then all of a sudden BTK came aboard and we really hit our stride and uh, it was a lot of fun. I look forward to it every week and uh, it's, you know, been distracted lately, but throughout the season, it's been a great. Uh, you know, great, uh, great to have you guys and to, to, you know, it just enhances the season and you start watching for things more and, you know, and we, we just really were really into this season like we always are, but it, it made it extra special this season. So it was a lot of fun to do it with you guys. And I look forward to doing a couple off season pods, uh, you know, talk about the draft, free agency, you know, I mean, we, we, we do a pod where we could watch a couple old games and compare yeah, I like that and, idea. You know, that, that, that mm-hmm. was, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, especially when, you know, after the draft, I could see like in like May where we're like itching a little bit and it's like, all right, let's do it. You know, whenever, whenever we feel like it, but we'll, we'll definitely, you know, I feel like the lost days, Oh, we're going to do tons of off season pods. And then these do like one in <laughs> August before the loss comes out. Or, we might have yeah, to do an emergency pod when uh, Lamar Jackson is traded to the Falcons. We may have to oh, do an emergency okay, pod. Yes. Or Aaron Rodgers emerges from the darkness to go to New York. Oh, oh there yeah. Go. Yeah, we, get, we there may be some know. emergency pods. You may only get two of us on the couch or three or maybe all four, but we'll be there to uh, be unrecognizable to ourselves. So, And thank you, Axel, for producing this mess and – now, now I'm quoting all the podcasts I listen to. Jesus. Wow. Baby Sorry, face Joel Solomon. Sorry to steal. Baby the soul Jolomon. <laughs> yes, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Peace out. Cowboys win Super Bowl 58. <laughs>